Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So how far will the Tampa Bay Lightning go in the playoffs, which starts Thursday night against the New Jersey Devils at Amelie Arena? And will Steven Stamkos play a major role, or should we not put much faith in the Lightning captain. We got a guy to ask that and more. Tom Jones, the columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, joins us to break down round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the Rays, they've gone streaking. Let's go streaking. This time it's a winning streak. It's two in a row. They beat the White Sox 6-5, to five, but not without blowing a 6-1 to one lead and some ninth inning drama, you guessed it, with Alex Colomay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with Steve Verstick, our producer. Before we get started on this podcast, I want to tell you about a special offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial membership. That's a $15 value. And as a listener to this show, you'll get a free audiobook. Just go to audibletrial.com. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E, trial.com slash sportsday to take advantage of the deal. That's audibletrial.com slash sportsday for a free 30-day trial membership and a free audiobook. So, Steve, uh, this is a little insider pool here, but um, at the Tampa Bay Times, as you know, we have two great columnists, Tom Jones and Martin Fenley, and Lightning coach John Cooper calls one doom and one gloom. And I don't know which is which. I'll be honest with you. I'm sure they do. But all that being said, I guess they, they kind of have a reputation for maybe leaning a little towards the negative at times. No, but this not is, Tom and Martin. Well, Tom mostly, but... You know, that's that was the balance we had on this podcast and on the radio show that we, we hosted for five years before that. Although, although if you really read Tom, he's actually more middle of the road than most people give him credit for. I will say, however, when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning, despite having one of their best seasons ever, despite winning their third, only their third Atlantic Division Championship and, and having the Eastern Conference title and the, the best record in the Eastern Conference and all those things – Tom is a little I, – I, I sensed just a little bit of amb- – uh, I don't know what you would call it. Not negativity, maybe um, trepidation with in terms of the Lightning's chances. Not only for the playoffs. I, I think he believes that they're going to beat the New Jersey Devils, although he doesn't think it's going to be as easy as some people do. But beyond that, eh, I think he's kind of a wait and see. Well, don't listen to me. Don't take my word for it. Let's listen to Tom Jones. Tom, you're no stranger to covering many playoff uh, series in in your own time. This this is just another one. But let's talk about first, before we get to the postseason, just put in perspective what the lightning season was about. Um, You know, I mean. (laughs) I have no idea, but go ahead. Well, I mean, I know it's a new season, but but it really was kind of magical in a way. I mean, they ended, they finished with the best record in the Eastern Conference somehow. Yeah. And, and, and when you when you have over 113 points or whatever it was, I mean, right. it, it was a special year, wasn't it? Yeah. On paper, it seems like it was a special year. They, As you mentioned, they set a franchise record for points. They win the Eastern Conference. They did about everything you could possibly do in a season except for win the President's Trophy, um, which they missed out on by just a couple of points. And yet it feels like because of the way the season ended and they sort of stumbled around, I wouldn't necessarily say they limped home, 
kind of meandered home, I guess would be a way to put it, that there's this sense of, I don't know, are they going to do well in the playoffs now? But overall, when you look at it and look at the seasons that Kucherov had and Stamkos had and Vasilevsky had and look at their record and they're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, you have to say, wow, it was a special year. It just it doesn't feel as special as even like a couple of years ago, I thought, when they went to the Cup Final. But know we why. know how that finished. Yeah. So maybe it's just, you know, we don't know how they're going to write this story. But but there is something to there is something to having a target on your back, I guess, and being the best team for months and months and finishing that way. Does it add more pressure to your team? The expectations ramped up more than that? Because when they started the season, the goal was just to make the postseason. And right. now it seems as if if they don't win the Stanley Cup, it's a disappointment. Well, not only because of the season that they've had, but I think because of the last few seasons they've had. You know, this is a team that we've expected to win a cup now for a while, or at least thought they would, you know, after going to the cup final a few years ago against uh, Chicago, coming back the next year and going to the Eastern Conference final, felt like, okay, they're, they're taking all the steps you have to take on your way to winning a cup. And then last year, a giant step back. So there's, I think there's just this sense not only of what a great year they've had, but at the same time, um, this is a team with Stamkos and, and with Kucherov and Cooper at coach that they're supposed to win a cup at some point. And, uh, and I think that's the pressure that they're feeling a little bit right now, too. You mentioned Steven Stamkos. I know you're going to write a column about this later that people want to read on TampaBay.com and Tampa Bay Times. Um, but he was injured the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that has a long history of injuries. Missed four of the last seven games. Mm-hmm. We're assuming he's going to play. He's going to go back on the line, you know, with Kucherov, and, and and so, what can we expect from Stamkos? Is this is 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 this one of those where it's you got to worry about how he's going to skate? Or do we really know what we're going to get from him? I think if he's out there, then he's going to be fine. But yeah, you certainly worry every time he goes out on the ice because we saw what happened just last week when I think it was whatever the uh, it was the after the Arizona game, but. All of a sudden, he's skating around. He gets tangled up oh, the Nashville game. Right. Gets tangled up with a guy in front. Didn't look that serious. Next thing you know, he's off. And that could happen to anybody at any time. I get that. Talky guys get hurt. But because of his history, as you mentioned, yeah, there's a little bit of holding the breath until you get through a series and, and, and he shows he can play. I The thing that would concern me a little bit, Rick, is that they played important games the last two or three games. They were, they were still playing for something. So it wasn't like... Okay, let's shut Stamkos down because these games don't matter. He couldn't play in games that they needed to win. At Carolina. At Carolina. And the Boston game, he didn't play. That was a huge game as it turned out. That game essentially won them the division. Uh, They needed the last game against Carolina. They sort of backed into this first overall seed because, uh, because the Bruins lost to Florida on the last day. But the fact that Stamkos couldn't go in games that mattered, and I realized that they were probably looking and saying, look, the playoffs are The bigger picture. Yeah, exactly. And that was probably the smart call. But it also showed that he was not that close to being healthy, that he was still obviously feeling something in that leg. And until we see him in these playoffs here, they haven't guaranteed he's playing in game one. So until he goes out there and plays in it, yeah, there's reason for concern, I think. Even though he's their captain, and I would think there'd be a psychological uh, advantage to him playing than not playing, but have the Lightning proven enough? Are they deep enough to withstand if, if he were to go in and out of the lineup? I think so, because we look, we two years ago when they went to the Eastern Conference Final, now they didn't play great teams that year. Detroit in the first round, the Islanders in the second round. The Islanders were okay. And then they played Pittsburgh in the third round and took that to a game seven. All that without Steven Samkos. So they proved they can win games without Steven Samkos. But if you're asking me, clearly, 
Would you rather have the guy or not have the guy? You'd rather have the guy because if uh, if other guys are going to be shut down, Kucherov, Point, whatever, then you certainly want your captain. And he's so huge on a power play, makes such a difference that, yeah, they can survive without him, but they certainly would obviously would much rather have him in there. They mixed up their lines with him out of the lineup and actually looked pretty good, but now he goes back on the line with Nikita Kucherov. You'd think that's sort of the way they'll go, or will they kind of feel out how the series is? And, it, and... It'll start that way. I think that's the plan going in, and as long as they continue to uh, have success, then they'll, uh, then they'll stay with it. But as we've seen during the playoffs, John Cooper's not afraid to mix people up and move people around if something's not working. It's going to be an interesting series, Rick, against Jersey. New Jersey's good. They're better... They're better than I think people might give them credit for. They certainly did a great job during the regular season, but these playoffs, it's not like the, we were talking about it beforehand. It's not like the NBA where we pretty much know, right? Golden State, Cleveland, yep. maybe Houston's going to get in there. Um, in the NHL, if you told me any team out there, any team's going to win the Cup, I would say, yeah, I could see that. And if you told me any team could get knocked out in the first round, I'd be like, yeah, that's not a surprise. So. This first round will be certainly a challenge for the Lightning. And playoff hockey is is a different breed of hockey. So, you know, the Lightning like to get up and down the ice. They like to make pretty passes and tic-tac-toe things. This is going to be, I mean, and I'm not saying they're strangers to the playoffs because you mentioned this core has been together. But there are some guys, Braden Point and some others, it's their first taste of of what it's like in the playoffs. How different is the game going to be that you see that you didn't, you know, you saw during the regular season? I've talked to guys in the past who have never appeared in playoffs before and they say they didn't realize there was another level to get to. Look, here's another thing to think about, Rick. Andre Vasilevsky, I know he has playoff experience. He mm-hmm. played a ton two years ago. Um, look, this is his first playoff series after missing or after playing an entire season. Right. Let's see how that, you know, the other playoffs he's played in. He's been a backup. He got thrown in there last minute. He's expected to be the guy now after playing, what, 64 games? Yeah, there you go. So that's a different animal, too, than having just going in. All of a sudden it's like, hey, guy's hurt. you got to get in there. There's a different pressure as far as that goes, too. Well, and to that end, um, when you look at the New Jersey side, their goaltender, who kind of took over from Corey Snyder around mm-hmm. January, so Keith Kincaid has no playoff experience, so does that matter? I think it, it could matter if he go if you go out there and bomb him game one. You know, all of a sudden, then then you start guy starts getting shakes a little bit. <laughs> Some doubt, <laughs> right? But um, we've also Yo, Corey. <laughs> That's right. Don't go too far, man. There's but there's there you know the NHL's full of stories though, of guys who have never played before in the playoffs and just going crazy. You know, and 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 playing out of their minds. Look, Ben Bishop didn't have a ton of playoff experience before he got in there a few years ago. And it's played really, it played really well. It basically led the, the Lightning to the Stanley Cup final. So it could go either way, but uh, you're always a little bit nervous if you have a goaltender that's never been there before. Let's talk a little bit about New Jersey. I mean, they, they had a lot of success against the Lightning. They were 3-0 and against them this yeah. year. So, uh, I mean, you could ask, do they have their number or not? But one thing they do have is a, an MVP candidate in Taylor Hall. I mean, this guy scored 39 goals, 93 points. I guess the one thing you can say about him, though, the drop-off is huge yeah. from, from Hall to the next guy who's got about 53 or 54 points. So are they really – I mean, everybody tries to stop right. him, right? right? And he still manages to score. Right. But is is the lack of, of depth of, of, of the scoring, is it too too based on what he does? It, you tend 
what happens when you tend to, when you get to the playoffs? Teams tend that tend to do well are the ones that have secondary scoring. Yeah. They don't rely on their stars. We've seen it in the past with the Lightning, Tyler Johnson, Third line, crazy. Yeah. Or years ago, people remember Sean Bergenheim was a guy that that went crazy in the playoffs. Ruslan Fedotenko, the one year they won the cup, he wasn't a huge goal scorer. So you need that secondary scoring. But look, this team's really fast, New mm-hmm. Jersey, uh, and they can skate with the Lightning. And if the Lightning turns the puck over like they were doing the last few weeks of the season here, last really last two months of the season, Jersey will burn them. I mean, this is a team that doesn't need a whole lot of chances to score. Now, I, I realized the three games they lost, two of them were overtime games. One of them was with Peter Budai in goal for the Lightning. Um, so I, I don't know how much we base that on. We, like, we look at the, at the regular season and say that's what's going to happen during the postseason. But um, this was a team that – that gave Lightning trouble because they could skate with them, you know, and that's not going to go away in the playoffs. So, uh, and Taylor Hall, as you mentioned, Rick, they tried to shut Taylor Hall down. Everybody does. Everybody does. And the guy still puts up huge points. Uh, uh, he's a fabulous player. And if they if they don't, look, they're going to win this series because they protect their own net. They're going to win a cup by protecting their own net, not by trying. If you think you're going to get in games and beat teams 7-6 to six like you did right. during the race season, you're going to get knocked out early in the playoffs. you got to score first, and you've got to stop them from scoring. Yeah. All right, so give me a prediction about this series, and since it is the first series, what do the Lightning do this year? Uh, well, I think they win this series. I think it'll be competitive. I think it'll, it won't be a, one of those series where they, they – Five, six games? Yeah, I think it'll go – I think it, I could go six. I'll say five, and that doesn't sound like very competitive because – that's only given Jersey one game. I'm going to say they're going to win this series in five, but the next – we're half. I have to they? tell you who they play next before <laughs> yeah, you can make exactly. a prediction. If they play Toronto, I think they get through to the – they might go all the way to the finals. If they get Boston in the second round, then um, I think they could be in trouble. I don't know if they could beat Boston four out of seven games. But here's the thing. Everybody was talking about – well, They would have game seven It would Game seven Tampa. would be in Tampa, which would be if huge they could get if there. they got there and Boston got there. But here's the thing, the, that last night when Boston lost to Florida, I was thinking, everybody was saying, oh, this is great for the Lightning because now they have home ice you know, through the Eastern Conference Finals. My feeling was the reason this works out well is because I think Toronto has a really good ch- chance of knocking off of Boston. Of beating Boston, yeah. You need somebody to take Boston out. I don't know that New Jersey was capable of yeah. that. I do think Toronto's capable of that. And I also think the Lightning matches up way better. It's funny. I thought the Lightning matched up better against Toronto than they do Jersey. So Jersey could do – or uh, Toronto could do the, the Lightning a big favor. If, if, if they get Toronto the next round, so assuming the Lightning wins, I think they get to the Eastern Conference. They win the whole thing in the Eastern Conference. But if they play Boston, I, don't, I just don't think they get by Boston. Isn't it funny? Like the, the Lightning have the best record, but the series everybody's going to be talking about is that Toronto-Boston yeah. series. Can you imagine what that's going to be like for those two cities? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And, and the number of people that'll be covering that series. And, and don't forget, like there were a few, few years ago, uh, Toronto was just learning how to win, trying to become a, a playoff team again. And they had a huge lead in Boston in the third period. And the Bruins came from 
I don't know, two or three goals down in the last couple of minutes yep. to tie it and then won it in overtime and just destroyed the whole city of Toronto. So um, so that series, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And I, look, everybody, I would as much as everybody's looking forward to maybe a Tampa Bay-Boston, Tampa Bay-Toronto would be a heck of a lot of fun, especially with Stamkos going back to Toronto again. Good city for you to travel to. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Boston's not bad either. No, that's true. Tom Jones, thanks for your time. Thanks, Rick. So there you have the outcome of the series. No need to watch anymore. Tom Jones has them, uh, of course, winning this series. And eh, I don't know what's going to happen between Boston and Toronto, but won't be good in Tom's opinion if it's the Boston Bruins. Here's who you also want to listen to. We've got Bobby the Chief Taylor, the Lightning pre- and post-game TV analyst, on Thursday. Go ahead and listen uh, as you're getting ready for Game 1 Thursday night at Emily Arena. You can hear his takes on Andre Vasilevsky, Steven Stamkos, the Devils, and playoff hockey versus regular hockey. A lot of great insight from a guy who was part of two Stanley Cup teams champions for the Philadelphia Flyers. Another, note, another note, EA Sports did their simulation of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. They, too, they, too, they too have the Bruins making the Stanley <sighs> Cup final, so that would mean the Lightning wouldn't get past the second round. They have the Winnipeg Jets beating the Bruins in the final. Eh, I think it's going to be Winnipeg or Nashville, don't you? They're the best two teams in the West. Right. But I wouldn't count out Vegas. I wouldn't count out Anaheim. On the podcast you just heard, Tom, and I, I kind of agree with him, Steve. Maybe I don't get your comment on this, is that hockey is so different than any other playoffs. Like, you know, as, as we said, as Tom mentioned, you know, in, in the NBA you're going to say, well, Golden State or Houston and Cleveland or somebody, right? I mean, you're going to pretty much come up with those, you know, some combination of that's going to be in the finals. The thing about hockey, and maybe it's more true in the Eastern Conference, I don't know, is that Tom's right. You, you can you can say, I could see the Lightning, you know, getting to the Stanley Cup Finals, or I could see them getting upset in the first round. Like, there is, if I told you Washington is going to win the Eastern Conference, are you shocked? No, not at all. I think there's at least, there's a lot five, of at least five, if not six, of the teams in the Eastern Conference can, can go to the final. And I mean, potentially, if I mean, if everything fell just right, I mean, it would be incredible to see New Jersey do it. But I mean, you could paint that scenario. I mean, it's happened before, mm-hmm. you know, um, not often, but it does. And I mean, you know, true in, in football, I think there's some of that. We've seen the Green Bay Packers make the playoffs on the last day, you know, go through the wild card, three games on the road and win the Super Bowl. So it does happen. But I think more so in hockey, I think Tom's right. I mean, it's like, with any of these teams, they there there are flaws and there are ebbs and flows, and you don't know who's going to get hurt, who's going to play well, who's going to stand on their head and goal. Um, so many factors that can turn a series and then and then a postseason. So I think outside of New Jersey and Philadelphia in the Eastern Conference, I can make a case for any of the other six to make the final. Right, that's exactly right. So and and and, and Phil Esposito will tell you this, and many others that you know the other part about the hockey playoffs. The first round's the hardest round. Yeah, I could see that. They will tell. I could see that. Phil has said it over and over on the broadcast coming down the stretch here, and you talk to to any of the analysts. The first round's the toughest round. You get past that, and now it gets back to more. You kind of get past that first round jitters and and seeing who's going to stand on their heads in gold and and everything else, and then it kind of gets to hockey. But that first round can be very crazy, and that's what makes yeah. it exciting. You know, I remember. Um, you can be out of these playoffs. Like, the way the series stacks up, you could play – say you play two games, okay, the Lightning play two games at home, and they lose game one, okay? I mean, literally within a couple of days, you could be facing elimination. 
you know. Well, I mean, if you lose four you in a be row, down, you could be you down zero and two, and then going someplace and never come back home. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like you know, if you lose Thursday night game one and you lose game two, and if you get swept, right, you're out in six home. days. You're out in six. Yeah, right. Less than a week. You're or done. Seven, yeah, like you Thursday to Wednesday, you'd be done. It's incredibly yeah, fast. Like in one week. It, it, and before, and so I think that's what Phil means is that like you need to hang on, battle through, get you know if you can get through that first round, then you, then everybody kind of takes a breath and says, okay. You know, now we know what we're facing. The best teams are left. Let's, you know, let's go play hockey. And I, I, I think there is enough nerves and enough pressure um, that funny things can happen in the first round. So, well, the other thing about the playoffs know. that doesn't get discussed a lot, and you'll hear it talked more about the NBA than in hockey, but it, it, it holds true for hockey too. Is when you get to the playoffs, everybody's working on the same rest. Everyone's working on the same schedule. It's not they're on the back end of a back-to-back and they've this other team's had three days off or they had this true. hellacious travel schedule and it's the fifth game of a seven-game road trip, you know, and we're a week and a half in. Um, right. Everyone's on the same schedule. Everyone's, uh, you know, the same amount of rest between games and this. Your travel's essentially the same, although one team's on the road, one's at home, but you're, you know, you're traveling back and forth the same. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's more of a an even matchup in that regard where you don't have, you know, well, this is, you know, the third game in four nights where the other team had four days off before this game. Right. Right. And, and there's no, there's no shootouts, you know, there's overtime, but it's not three on three. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, but the overtimes can, you know, you can play another game's worth of overtime. Sure. Which is crazy. Yeah. Presumably, but both teams have to go through it and then play again. It's not like one team, to your point, one team didn't have a, an overtime game and then have to, you know, travel and then, you know, back to back. I mean that mm-hmm. that that's what you're talking about. So yep. you're right. It's more more of a level playing field in that in that sense. Well, the Lightning um, practice in Brandon today, and that is because Lord is at uh, the Emily Arena tonight. I know so, you'll be you know, at that show. Well, actually, I'm not. I gave my tickets away. Uh, I didn't have tickets. I'm just kidding, but. Uh, I know one Lord song. I mean, it was you got We want to be royals. What is royals? I don't know the lyrics from it, but that's that's the only. Does she have another song? I'm not sure. She does. No, I couldn't very, tell you what it is, but she's very talented. I know yes. that. But yes. uh, so for all the, all you Lord fans, sorry, I don't have much to say about her. I'm just merely trying to drum up interest in, in the hockey game. <laughs> um, so that's the way that goes. Well, there is another team that uh, did play on Tuesday, and that was your Tampa Bay Rays, and that's right. Win, win, win. They win again. 6-5 over the Chicago White Sox. How bad are the White Sox, by the way? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Well, they I played mean, in front of another 1,000 fans today. so Yeah, that was a, it was an increased crowd from over the 500 they had the day before. But, man, whew, it was cold for everybody. But you're a home and losing to the Tampa Bay Rays. Blake Snell, though, he, uh, he showed up, as Mark Tompkin wrote in the Tampa Bay Times, and he had a pretty good day. Um, he gives up just one hit over six innings. That's the good news. I guess if there's if there's bad news, it would be that he walked a few guys. Uh, had no, a no hitter going into the fifth. Just five, just five. You know, after uh, I mean, they left him in there for quite a while. I'll say that 114 pitches. That's a career high on a cold afternoon. I think the the high of the day was 40, or the first pitch was 43 degrees. Somehow he made it through six innings. So. What did Kevin Cash think of Blake Snell on Tuesday? I thought he was good. We needed a good start from him, but if we're being honest, there was some good and there was some not so good. Uh, the strikeouts were great. The pitch efficiency, we got to get better. We got to do better as an entire our entire staff, but we needed a quality start from him. He provided that. 
kind of boat up there at the end, got him deeper than what we'd like with the 110, 15 pitch count, whatever he got to. Uh, but he ultimately got the three outs that we needed in the sixth inning. That was 114, and we were keeping score. So that's how many he threw. Um, interesting, though, that they would try to stretch Blake Snell. And with all the bullpen days, that sort of makes sense. So what was the whole mindset of stretching Snell that long? Probably a combination of where we were at in the bullpen, who was available or who wasn't available. And then, you know, I think it was good for Blake to, to get deep in that ball game, make some big pitches when he had to. Even though we had a somewhat of a, a decent lead at that time, um, he needed to do that himself. Needed to do it himself because he's the number two starter on this staff. They got him, they got Chris Archer, and then a bunch of guys named Ned, basically. Uh, and so they, they need Blake Snell to, to pitch big, but there was a risk two to kind of leaving him in there and what if he blew it um, but basically I think that Kevin Cash admitted you know what he's got to grow up fast yeah it is uh, for a young pitcher but Blake needs to be a mature pitcher <laughs> so I don't I don't account that for him if we're talking about some other guys on the roster maybe so you want to pull him out a little bit earlier make him feel good Blake has had enough success at this point now that he needs to find a way just to help us any way he can well he's got to help him and uh it's good that he went a little deeper in the ball game this time than he has previously um but Blake Snell wasn't completely pleased with his one hit performance uh and that's because it included the five walks yeah no it felt good um yeah, I mean, overall frustrated a little bit with the command issues. Uh, when I was 0-2 to 3-2, I had like five 0-2 uh, to 3-2 counts, so frustrated with that. Uh, but just trying to be too nasty, and that's what I've been frustrated with. I need to be nasty in the zone. Um, but yeah, overall, looking at it, it's a it's a good outing to, to build on for sure, but definitely um, just upset with the inconsistency of 0-2 to 3-2. Blake channeling a little inner Janet Jackson there, Mr. Snell, if you're nasty. I like that, and he was nasty at times. The Rays uh, had to go to the bullpen, though. They pitched uh, Ryan Weber uh, from Clearwater Catholic High School and my alma mater, the former Triton, I guess you would say, St. Petersburg College. Um, only the third St. Petersburg-born player to play for the Rays. He became that today, joining Doug Wechter, of course, from Northeast High School, and Casey Kochman from Seminole. So... But, of course, they are the Rays, which means only one thing. They had trouble <laughs> closing it out. And, once again, Alex Colome struggled. He gives up another big home run. It's a 6-5 to five game. The tying runs at the plate or the winning runs at the plate. Cash talked about Alex Colome and just sort of what's been his lack of command. Falling behind, uh, location commands a little inconsistent. I don't think it's a mechanical thing. That's probably a better question for Kyle to answer. Um, he's just off. For whatever reason, I, I, you know what, if, if we had the answer, we would probably talk to him, communicate with him. But right now, there's not much that is showing other than just falling behind. Falling behind, lack of command, those are all things that you don't want to do as a, as a closer, and, and he's been struggling with that. You know what? It's cold. I go back to what he said the other day. What was it? Frio? He said, hace frio? Or uh, something? Un po poco frio. Po poco frio. It was, it's, and I said it's more than poco frio. It's bastante frio. It's uh, like really cold. Um, so Kyle may struggle in doing that. But he did get the save. Now the, the Rays are going to wrap up their series with the White Sox. More day baseball. This is nine in a row, Steve. Is that right? I believe that's correct. It's I incredible. Know. I know they, it's a club record. They told me math would be involved here. So. I understand. You can do the math if you want to. We're not going to do it for you. But Yanni Chirinos, who I'm telling you, watch out for my man, Yanni Chirinos. I think this guy... This guy, I'll tell you what, man, this Yanni, Yanni Chirinos, 
Is that the guy that played the pan flute, by the way, Yanni? Anyway, I think this guy has the sort of makeup. He's a big guy, right? Throws kind of you know downhill, sinker ball, pretty good fastball, really good command, attacks hitters, breaks bats, gets ground balls, keeps the infielders interested. Don't be surprised if Yanni Chirinos has a big year. Tampa Bay starter. has Yanni mania. Yanni Chirinos and Yanni Gord. I know, right? It's a good time We're to be all about Yanni. Yanni. Yanni in Tampa Bay. So that's all good stuff. So the NHL playoffs begin tonight in earnest. You got Minnesota against Winnipeg. You got Philly and the Penguins. And then the Kings and Vegas, which is kind of odd because Elvis was the king and he did Vegas. So well, thank you very much. Um, that'll be a good matchup. And then make sure you're on your way to the arena or just in the morning. We're going to get you ready for game one of the Lightning versus the New Jersey at 7 p.m., 7 p.m. start at Emily Arena with Bobby the Chief Taylor. Make sure you listen tomorrow for Bobby the Chief Taylor to uh, preview this series and uh, all his insights on the Lightning, on New Jersey, and and just what playoff hockey is all about. So really interesting interview uh, with uh, Bobby, and we appreciate him for doing that. Hey, we appreciate you for listening every day. This uh, podcast is gaining popularity. Thanks for all your well wishes and your comments. We do appreciate that. You can, uh, of course, reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. Uh, that's at SportsDayTB. You can reach me at NFL Stroud or online at rstroud at tampabay.com. We want you to, to give us your opinions of this podcast, to rate and review us, and where can they do that, Steve? Well, anywhere you're getting this podcast, whether you subscribe through iTunes or Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, you can rate, review it all there. Or, of course, you can always go to tampabay.com slash sports. The latest episode's always there, and you can do the same there. We're one day away from the Lightning and New Jersey, round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we will talk to you on Thursday. For Steve Versick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.